Dyslexic Life with Joe Reese, the podcast, week eight. Well, I do hope that everybody has had a really great week. Um, I'm going to crack straight on this week because I have got a serious amount of things to talk to you about on my list that actually I'm pretty sure we're not going to be able to talk about them all, but we'll see how we go. So firstly then, last week I talked that I had finally decided on my title for the Dyslexia show for my talk and it's going to be called Survival to Thrival with Dyslexia, A Parent's Guide. Um, So I'm going to talk you through um, from a personal and professional perspective in that talk um, all the things that I've done with my own children, my professional experience that I've integrated and my kind of trial and error practice if you like. Um, I'm going to be talking you through um, my experiences of being a parent um, with dyslexia, parenting children who also have dyslexia, sharing Um, anecdotes I'm sure but also more importantly giving you tips and ideas and strategies on ways that you can manage that yourself so that's what my talk is going to be about at the Dyslexia Show. If you haven't already head over to their website Dyslexia Show 2024 to find out more information. It was an an amazing event last year. And what's really exciting is this year that it's also going to be the Discount show. So um, it's a separate show, I think, but it's in the same unit. Um, And it's absolutely fantastic. It's free to register and attend. Um, You do have to pay to attend some of the talks, but there are also free talks available when you wander around. It's just a brilliant, brilliant place to be if you have got dyslexia or if you want to learn more about dyslexia. It's a great place to start. So check that out. So last Friday then, I think it would be fair to say that this week has been a week of spinning all the plates, parent life, business life, home life. It's been a tricky one. And on Friday morning, I had my day kind of like planned out because that's what I do. That's how I plan. When when times are mega, mega busy, I have to have a schedule. I kind of plot it all out, what I need to do when. And on Friday morning, um, things were going swimmingly from the point of view that I was smashing things off my list. Tick, 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 tick. But I was, however, going a million miles an hour. And as we know, if we are in the UK listening to this, we seem to have had unprecedented rainfall. Um, And that combined with leaves falling off of the trees in autumns um, can create slippy surfaces. Well, I, whilst putting my recycling out, which was one of my lists that I had to tick off, tick off, one of the things on my list I had to tick off before I went on to my next thing, whilst putting my recycling out, I managed to spectacularly wipe out um literally flat on my back winded myself had to call my mum um really 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 badly bruised my leg the bruise is still coming out six days later it's not pretty people um and I also did something to one of my ribs I'm not sure if I cracked it or not um, but it's been super, super painful all week. Haven't really had much sleep, which has compounded the fact that actually this is a week where I can't afford to slow down. Um, so what that kind of forced me to do over the weekend was it really forced me to prioritise because I knew that kind of I had to drop some plates metaphorical plates obviously um so what that kind of really forced me to do was prioritize even more like what absolutely had to be done 
that weekend or that day and what could be left for another day or what could I delegate and ask somebody else to do. It's a bit of a wake-up call, really. Um, So I have not been perhaps as effective as I would like to have been this week, but um, haven't really done very much on social media because that was something that actually I didn't particularly need to do. It was something that I didn't need to do right now. But I think it's quite a good lesson for people with dyslexia because we tend to over-deliver, we tend to try and be perfect, we tend to try and micromanage our time, I think, at times in order to manage dyslexia really well. And I think it's important to remember that we are human at times and we can only do what we can do. Um, So that was my wake up call. And that's my little message to you. If you are a busy parent who is trying to parent and work or run a business that actually perhaps just take a moment to look at at what plates don't need to be spun today. (laughs) What plates can you put down and which ones do you absolutely need to to keep going I think we do need to do that every now and again um you know maybe if I hadn't had that fall which kind of forced me to slow down maybe I would be in dyslexic burnout this week because actually it did force me to kind of relook at my priorities so that was my fall um I wanted to share this comment with you because it was quite interesting so on a feedback call last week with a client One of the first questions they asked me was they'd never seen a dyslexic report before and they weren't expecting it to be quite as in-depth and in detail and perhaps scientific as it was. And their question was a really lovely question. They were like, can I just ask, how on earth do you produce reports like that when you are dyslexic yourself? Um, and And I'd never really thought about it before from that perspective. So all I know is, is it took me, I did my training about 12 years ago now, and it did take me a long time to get my head around it. There were lots of errors while I was doing my training. And I had to be really, really resilient and keep going. It isn't easy at times, particularly if like there's a profile that I I feel isn't necessarily a straightforward one but I think it's interesting I've got lots of strategies that I've implemented that perhaps people reading reports wouldn't realize are in place so I have good colleagues that I can talk to confidentially talk through scores through to kind of check gain their understanding as well um I definitely, as I've said before, I will only write reports at certain times of the day. I can't write them when I'm they're t- when I'm tired. I have to kind of get up and write them first thing. Um, I could not function without my amazing proofreader. She is just brilliant. Um, you know, I've got things like Grammarly at times that kind of check punctuation. I have to kind of Google and and check words. So I've got lots of strategies in place whilst doing my training. There were many times when I nearly gave up and there were many times when I questioned and thought, actually, is this the job for me? Can I actually do this as a dyslexic person? But I was so motivated in terms of my purpose, like I really wanted people to not experience what I had experienced not knowing dyslexia. For me, my motivation was so 100% that that I think enabled me to be resilient and keep going until I got it right. Um, and every three years, I kind of dread resubmitting that report um, to get my practicing certificate back. But every year, it's never as bad as I think it's going to be. And I managed to get through um, 
kind of learning what the new criteria are every three years. So I think my message to you with this with this kind of point is that we truly can be anything we want to be. Like no job is out of reach for somebody with dyslexia. It's whether you've got the motivation and whether you are determined and resilient enough to see it to see it through. Um, and that kind of ties in with finding our strengths and finding what we're good at and what makes us tick and what we're motivated by. And I think if you can find something that ties all of that together, then you can achieve whatever you want to achieve. Now, it potentially is going to take you longer than a non-dyslexic person to get there. But I think you can potentially get there eventually, in my experience anyway. Um, This week, I've also been into the amazing HTP Apprenticeship College. I love going in there. I go in there once a year to do their exam access arrangements. Um, So that has been absolutely fantastic this week. Um, I've really enjoyed being back in there. I think we saw nearly 20 young people actually that met criteria for exam access arrangements. This is the exam access arrangement time of year, autumn time, I guess. Um, So, you know, we were making sure we have to sign off as an assessor, I have to sign off extra time and a scribe, but I also can have discussions with centres and we make sure that we've got the right evidence for things such as readers, whether it's a computer reader or a human reader, prompts, rest breaks, the use of a laptop. Um, it's always great going into HTP. We have great professional conversations. Absolutely love going in there. Um, absolutely right. Going to run out of time with all the things that I need to talk to you about. Um, but let's see what feels more important to get in for my last point. So environments and people. I think going back to HTP, lots of young people with dyslexia do brilliant at that particular apprenticeship college because the environment and the people there, the teachers there, the lecturers there bring out the best in those dyslexic people. Now, I've had a couple of experiences in the last month where I've been reminded of where the wrong environment can totally exacerbate your dyslexia and make it a million times worse um, because it's not working with your strengths or because it's very institutionalised or systems and actually that works against your dyslexia. But also, just like environments can bring out your dyslexia and bring out the worst in you, so can people. And that isn't that those people are necessarily bad people, but in life there are always going to be people that we will clash with. There will always be people that kind of don't get us, that don't get that we perhaps need to do things slightly differently. And I think it's interesting. I've had a couple of conversations with students that I support and my own children, actually, having this exact conversation several times in the last month, that actually sometimes we have to remove ourselves from situations or environments and people because they're not bringing out the best in us. They're either kind of using our weaknesses to their advantage um, or they are kind of exacerbating our difficulties Um, I think the one that really resonates, actually, which is what I've just said there, you will unfortunately always get some people that will you will kind of seek out your weaknesses and use them to kind of as a power thing, not necessarily as bullying, but use them to kind of get one step ahead of you or use them to make sure they get the promotion and you don't. Um, So I think it's really important to be aware of those people 
you can't control other people's actions, but you can control what you you do. And sometimes you can 100% remove yourself from the situation. That's what I did when I removed myself from teaching nine years ago. And actually, I've noticed I'm not around people very often anymore, actually, in what I do. Um, But it's it's just quite often one-to-one. But actually, in big groups of people, like sometimes we do need to remove ourselves. And that's okay if it means you're protecting yourself. Um, so I've got to 12 minutes and I try and keep it to 12 minutes if I can. Um, last week I talked about, um, Bill's parcel, um, him, him sending his, um, parcel from Australia. You will be pleased to know it has arrived this week. So he got the address right. Um, I'm about to send mine for Christmas today, trying to be organized and kind of tick that off of my list. Um, so that's really my dyslexic week. There are lots, lots, lots more things that I could talk to you about, but I have potentially covered some of them on other social media channels. So do check me out on Instagram, um, and on Facebook. And obviously I'm on TikTok at Dyslexic Life with Joe Reese. Um, if you're new to the podcast, please do drop us a follow and listen back to previous episodes. Um, I'm really actually proud of how the podcast has kind of evolved already. It hasn't been going very long and it seems to have got like a really lovely following of people that it seems to be really making a difference to while you're coming back and listening to it every week that's all I've got to go on I've got literally no idea who's listening to it it's very weird it's not like social media where people kind of like um you have literally no idea anyway for now I really hope you have a great week and don't forget to always look on the dyslexic side of life but um Ba-dum, ba-dum, ba-dum. Have a great week, guys.